0: What the crap, Will? Uh, some friend you are. Wait, 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 okay, okay, okay. So my, my best friend, Will, saw the, she saw the truck coming. You, you saw me, you saw me crossing that road. I was all waving at you like, hey, what's up, buddy? And you just, you just stood there? And you didn't do nothing, nothing. And I said, I, wait, I, I, I saw you look over at the big, gigantic, speeding green truck and then look at me and then look back at that truck and then look at me and watch me get absolutely run over by a truck. You saw that I was gonna get hit. You didn't do anything? I'm going to kill you with, wait, uh, wait, man, can you believe Will? He knew, he knew, He saw the whole thing happen. He saw what was going to happen to me and, and he didn't do it. I thought he was my friend. We have known each other for years and he knew what was going to happen and he didn't do anything. Man, some, mm, you think you know somebody. You think you know somebody. Some friend he was. And now I'm here because of him. Because of Will. Because he saw me walk in right into that bad situation. And he didn't do what he should have done. What a good friend would have done. He could have said, "Uh," oh. he could have said, hey, wait, you're about to get struck by a vehicle. But he didn't say none of that. He just just stood there and watched me. Ugh. What what he could have done to save me? He could have done something. He could have just he could have said, "Joe, wait, hey Joe, look." He could have, but he didn't. And now I'm dead. And I'm not happy about it. Just so you know, it's hot in here. You might not know this, but you are all in a very similar situation that the will was in. Believe it or not, we are all, and it's hard to say this sometimes, especially when I'm feeling the way I'm feeling right now, but we're all gonna die. But plot twist, I'm not actually dead. I know I tricked you guys. You thought. What is this thing? What is this? I don't need that. That's not important. We're all gonna die, and I'm not actually dead, and so surprise, okay? But you guys are all ready for this. And so we we can't go though, but we're in a situation, okay, where we are watching our friends go through life. And they're going through life and they're heading down a certain path. And as Christians, we know where we are ending up as Christians. We understand what the Bible says about where we end up when we die. It's the whole reason why this whole place is built. Even our own 4640 is John 640. For my Father's will is that uh, that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. That is literally the verse of Forty six, forty. but what about the people that haven't found out about Jesus? What about them? What happens to them? Well, this is something no one likes to talk about because it seems kind of mean, but the Bible is very clear that if they don't believe that they end up in hell and we know we're going to heaven and heaven, we're going to talk about it. It's awesome. And hell is the exact opposite of of heaven. And, and the truth is, is if we don't accept Jesus into our hearts, then we can't go to heaven. And I know that might seem mean. I know that might seem a little exclusive. You might be like, but Joe, that's so, like, how could you do that? But when you think about it, the Bible says for, for anyone who believes in the Son... Anyone, doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter who, how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter. He's saying anyone. If you ask me, that's a pretty inclusive invitation. When you say anyone who believes in me will have eternal life, that's not an exclusive invitation. That's not saying you can, oh, but no, you can't. You, you sure could, oh, but no, not you. He's saying anyone. And so it seems mean, but it's not, it's all he wants anyone who believes. But if that person chooses not to believe in that, then they end up in hell. And what we have here is we have a situation. Just like my friend Will saw me, he saw me drive, or he saw that truck and he saw me walking across the street and he could have said something. He could have seen the danger I was in. He could have seen the situation I was in and he could have said anything. He said, Joe, wait, Joe, stop, please don't do that. But he chose to keep quiet And all of a sudden, I got in that situation. We have a situation for ourselves. We have friends. We have family that is going down a road, and they are going down a road that we're not on anymore. And we can see how it's gonna end for them, and maybe they don't see it. Maybe they don't see what happens in the end after they're gone from this life, but we know, because we, we choose to believe that what God says in his word is the absolute truth, and we see it, and we have an opportunity to say something. We can say, hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. But oftentimes, we choose not to say anything. And that place, they're not just getting hit by a truck, they're going to a place called hell. And I want to talk about hell just for a minute, okay? And I want you to picture it because there's there's this verse in James 1, it says this, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes and he never casts a shifting shadow. That's a pretty great place, okay? So now let's picture heaven really fast with this verse in mind, okay? Whatever's good and perfect. I want you to start thinking about the good and perfect things in your life, the things that just like make your heart excited, you know, the, the, the sporting events, the food you like to eat, uh, the people you like to hang out with, all of the good and perfect things in your life. And now just picture like the perfect day, the perfect day where all of your good, you get to do all of your favorite things. You get to eat all of your favorite foods and all of the people you don't like aren't going to interrupt your perfect day. And you don't have to do any of the things you don't like to do. You don't have, and all you get to do is that whole day is just the only things that you like. That's kind of gives you a taste of what heaven's going to be like. It's going to have golden streets. It's going to have colors you've never seen. It's going to have tastes you've never experienced. It's going to have sights we can't even wrap our brains around, there, there won't be any pain. There won't be any sorrow. There won't be any loss. There won't be any sickness. And it's gonna be really, really great. And you can be sure that if you ask Jesus into your heart, you can be sure that you are going there. Now, let's look back at James 1 again. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens, who never changes or casts shifting shadows. Now start thinking about your life. Start thinking about some things in your life that aren't good, that aren't perfect. Think about your perfect day. Throw that out the window. Now start thinking about all of the things that you just hate the most, the, 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 the people, you don't hate people. You might hate some people, okay. But like, like the people that annoy you the most and, and the, the things you don't like to do, all of the chores you don't like to do or the jobs you don't like to do or the school you don't like to do or whatever it is. And, and there's nothing good. There's nothing perfect. There's no Chick-fil-A. There's no cell phones. There's no, there's no just like energy drinks. There's nothing. You, you, you Think about the worst you've ever felt and just think about what happens when you start taking all of the good and perfect things out of your life, to never experience those things again, you start to begin to just get a tiny glimpse, a small grasp of what hell is gonna look like. Hell is a place where there is no God, so there can be no good and perfect things there. And we don't talk that much about hell because we don't wanna scare anybody into finding Jesus Because accepting Jesus isn't about getting out of hell. It's about God's love making a way for you to get to heaven. That's the most important thing we want them to know is that God loves them. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to give them eternal life. I don't want to scare people into believing Jesus. But I kind of want to scare you just a little into worrying about thinking about your friends going to hell. I don't want them to feel like, I don't want them to be scared, but I want you to be scared for them in these moments because it's important because you're watching them. You know where they're headed. You're seeing it. You're seeing the truck coming and you have an opportunity to say something, to do something, to invite them to something, to make the, to change their situation and to change how their outcome of their life or even more, their eternity looks and we have to say something. And we have to know that if our friends, if we don't have an opportunity to invite them to tell them about Jesus or for them to hear about Jesus, then they're not coming. And that seems mean. Why would God do this? He didn't do it. We did. He made the, only, he made the way for us to get into heaven through his son, Jesus. He made it available to anyone who believes. So Jesus did his part. Jesus did it, which was everything. He paid the penalty. He opened up the gates of hell, and he said, hey, forever, if those who believe in me, they have eternity in heaven. He did it all, and now we have to do our part. When people who never find Jesus die, they'll be on the outside looking in, missing out on the most amazing things heaven has to offer and, and, and I don't know, does anybody here have FOMO, like fear of missing out? Do you, I, I do, okay? I hate when people are doing fun things that I can't be a part of, okay? Uh, if somebody's doing something fun, I want to do that thing, okay? Because that is fun. And what I'm doing is probably not fun, okay? I always want to be in there. Well... What these people are going to experience is not just missing out on something. It is the exact opposite. It it will be the worst feeling in the world for them to see what is happening in heaven and to be in their situation. They will be in an awful, awful place instead of literally the best place imaginable. They will be in the worst place imaginable. And they might see you in heaven having literally the best time of your life. And what if they said some things like, "I said to Will when I got hit by a truck," which I didn't actually get hit by a truck, just so you know. But they might say, "Hey, wait, wait a second. Why are you up there?" and I'm, "Hold on, you, you knew. What? Why didn't you say anything to me? Well, you knew there was this awesome place that, that we would go to a- a- after we die why didn't you make sure that I was going to be there too? If you saw this bad thing coming, if you knew that this place was real because of what you read in the Bible, if you knew that I had get left out of heaven and end up here, why didn't you say something? If you saw me walking through life down the wrong road, heading towards hell, why didn't you stop me? And, and I think we'll be grateful that we won't have an opportunity to have that conversation, but what would we say to them? What, what excuse would we say? Would we say like, oh, I, I, I didn't want to get made fun of. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to get made fun of. I thought if I asked you and let you know that I believed in Jesus, you, you'd make fun of me. Or I was, I was being, I, I didn't think you would want to, and I didn't want to get rejected. I didn't want to bring it up, and you just like shove it back in my face. I didn't want that. I I didn't want anybody to know I was a Christian. I was kind kind of ashamed. Those things, those will not be good excuses to tell your friends in that moment. It's not going to work. Will couldn't say that to me with with the truck. He couldn't have said, I was going to say something, but my throat was kind of scratchy and I didn't want to hurt my throat. He couldn't have said, I was gonna, but uh, I wanted to impress somebody else that was watching. So I just thought it would be better if I just there's no excuse if for for Will to give a reason why he didn't try and stop that help prevent me from getting hit by a truck the same applies for us and how we prevent our friends from ending up in hell Matthew 5 says this you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Don't hide what you have with Jesus from other people. We're asking you to be brave, courageous for Jesus, for Jesus, but also for the sake of your loved ones. For the sake of that friend who doesn't know Jesus, for the sake of that sibling or cousin or, or, or parent that doesn't know Jesus, we're asking you to be brave and courageous. And your friends, they will probably live a long time. They're probably not gonna get a hit by a truck tomorrow in the name of Jesus, they're not gonna get hit by a truck tomorrow, okay? But they might not need this information right now to save them from the literal place called hell. But people like to live in the moment. People are going, I, that, that's, I'll deal with that later. I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't, I don't want to mess with that. That's not, that's not something I want to do right now. That doesn't sound fun for me right now. And, and people like to live in the right now. I want to do my own thing right now. And so what do you say to them about that? What if you say, hey, when you die, where are you going to go? They go, I don't care. What, what would we say to them? Well, oftentimes, what you can say to them is say, okay, you're, you're living your life the way you want. You're living the life just however you feel, what, you know, whatever whims, whatever things you desire, you're just kind of living your life. And, and maybe you ask, how is that working out for you? Because I think if we're honest, when we look at our life, hell isn't just a place we experience when we leave here. It's something we experience every day. Taste little bits and taste, just like we can experience little tastes of heaven, little bits of heaven here on earth. You bite into that, that chicken sandwich with no pickles from Chick-fil-A dipped in ranch and buffalo sauce, and then you bite in it, a little taste of heaven, just a little taste of heaven. You, 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 whatever it is in your life that you love, you know, you get the little taste of heaven just like that. We also get little tastes of what hell's going to look like. Hell on earth looks like depression. Hell on earth looks like broken hearts. Hell on earth looks like anxiety and anger or loneliness. And Jesus isn't just the answer for the hell after we die. He's the answer for the hell we face every day. Jesus not only gives us hope for a better better eternity, he also gives us hope for a better tomorrow. He breaks down walls. He, he frees people from bondage. He lifts people out of their difficult situations. Jesus saves, not just for eternity, but he saves. It is who he is. He changes life. Something that we do on a, on a pretty regular basis here at Fellowship Church is a thing called baptisms. And a baptism is just this thing where we just sort of go... It's, it's a representation or a kind of like a thing where we just go, what if, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, go through baptism so that you can tell other people that you have what's already gone on in your heart. You, you get dunked in the water, and it's this, this whole thing. And if it's not something you've done, but you have accepted Jesus into your heart, it's a really awesome thing. And there's, there's actually going to be one in, in a couple weeks. And so I wanted to throw that out there. But what I really wanted to talk about is this question that we ask everyone who gets baptized, and it's this. How has Jesus made your life different? How has he made your life different? Because we we literally have on this card, it says, before Christ, I, and then we want you to write something that that went on in your life. And then it says, after Christ, I. And we talk about what Jesus has done in our life. How has he made your life better? How has he taken your life from hell hell? to heaven, the, the, the things that you experienced in your life that were not good, how has he made those things better? And if you don't know the answer to that question, let me just tell you, you need to figure it out. Why Jesus? That's the question that your friends are gonna ask. That's the question that your family is gonna ask, and, and you need to be able to answer that question. Why Jesus? Why, how has Jesus made your life better? And if he hasn't made your life better, then a question you maybe you ask is, why not? Why has Jesus? How is my relationship with Jesus? What is is wrong? What's going on? What's missing about my relationship with Jesus? If I can't even go, my life is better because. And it doesn't have to be uh, it's easier. It doesn't have to be my life is more comfortable. It doesn't have to be my life is more normal or nicer. It can be I have purpose now. Before I didn't have any purpose, now I have purpose. It could be now I have strength. Before, I didn't have strength. Before, I, I, didn't, ha- I didn't push through, I didn't, I didn't have grit to get through anything, and now with Jesus, I do get through the tough things. Before, when tough, things, tough times came, I would just get sad and depressed, but now I can hold on to the joy of the Lord that is my strength to get through those hard times. I have peace. In stressful times. How is your life different? And I'm asking you this because this is what you need to be able to answer for those people that you go and talk to every day, your friends, your family. When you say, hey, I want you to know about Jesus. And they say, why Jesus? And I want you to be able to answer it. That song says, this is my testimony from death to life. And that's what you need to know. It's the song we just sang. We, we need to say my testimony is where has my life gone from death to life? What have I seen it, literally from hell to heaven? How has my life changed? Now, right now is when we need to start having these conversations with our friends. And I know it's hard and I know it, it's, it's a little bit, I'm asking you to be a little bit brave and a little push through those uncomfortable times. And why? It's because your friends in this season of life, more than ever, they trust you. You are, you are closer to these people than you will ever be closer to someone else. You are their people, not their parents, not us as youth pastors. We're not their people, you. You right now in the season of their life, you are the most influential person to the friends around you. I want you to hear this. 85% of the people who come to know Jesus come to know Jesus before they turn 18. And so we, we, we build this huge room and we, we come up with all of these creative ways for people to hear about Jesus because it is a crucial time. It's a time for somebody, for you to go, hey, I believe in Jesus. Why don't you believe in Jesus? And you have the influence over the people in your life for them to actually listen to you. And this is why we're doing our big trick-or-treat uh, candy or gift card giveaway next week, okay? We, we want to make sure that your friends that don't know Jesus have the opportunity to find Jesus. We wanna make it easy for you to warn them, okay? If, if Will saw, saw the truck and saw me walking and he said, Joe, stop. There's a truck, and if you keep walking, you're going to get hit by a truck. And I said, I don't believe you. And I kept walking, and I got hit by a truck. Will at least could know, hey, I said something. He could have said, Joe, stop, stop, stop. Hey, this, this is going to be really bad. You need to do something else. You should, you should stop. You're going to get struck by the vehicle. He could have said all of those things. And if I would have just said, no, I understand. I see the truck coming. I'm going to keep walking, and I'm going to get hit by that truck. That's a dumb thing for me to do. But at least he would know that he had the opportunity. He said, he said something. He said what he needed to say. He did something to try and make sure that I at least was warned about what was heading for me. And I want you to have that same opportunity for your friends. I want you to have an opportunity and we want to make it easy for you to warn your friends. We want your friends to find Jesus and we want to make it easy for you to get them saved. So we're doing the trick or treat thing next week. It's simple. We're gonna have two doors up on the up up on the stage. If your name gets picked, and all of these fun things, and it's such a fun time, and we have we have a blast. And this place does not feel like church, okay? And, and so they might have this conceived, like preconceived notion, like they had to go to mass with their grandma at a Catholic church. Or, you know, they might have something. You can say this isn't like anything that you've experienced, and you can invite them here. But if you bring more people, you get more chances for the game and all those things. But Romans one sixteen. This is what we're really landing on tonight, is for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. And what I'm, what I'm just asking of you guys is, is just for, for this week, coming up to next Tuesday, don't be ashamed of the good news that is Jesus Christ. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Care enough about your friends that you would say something? Do you care enough about your friends to sacrifice your comfort, to tell them, to invite them? Do you, do you care enough about your friends to lay down your, your worries or your anxiousness about bringing it up? Do you care enough to to lay down your popularity in case everyone all of a sudden starts realizing you believe in Jesus? Do you care enough to, to push through an awkward conversation where they're like, oh, you believe in Jesus? You don't have all the answers and you're nervous that you're not gonna have all the answers. That's okay. You don't have to have all the answers, but you gotta say something. If we know where they're headed, we gotta love them enough to say something. love them enough to say something In the conversation it, it might just look like hey come hang out come hang out with me next Tuesday I'll, I'll get you a ride I'll buy you some Taco Bell before we come just, just come hang out just, I, I want to I hang out at 4640 with you will you come with me and, and maybe that's all you need to do and we'll take care of the rest next week they will hear the good news that we're asking you not to be ashamed about Next week, we will tell them about Jesus. We will tell them about what he has done and what he can do in their life. We will tell them. But, but maybe that's not the conversation you need to have with them. You're getting older. And maybe the conversation needs to not be, hey, come over here and win cool prizes with me. Maybe the conversation gets real. Maybe the conversation says, hey, you, you seem tired. You seem like you're, you're really sad. And it doesn't seem like anything's getting better. It, it seems like things, when things come around that, 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 that are hard in your life, it just seems like, man, the, the weight that you're carrying on your shoulders is just too much. And I think I have something that can help. Will you come with me next Tuesday it could look like hey you, you seem that that breakup it messed with you your heart seems cold and, and you seem angry and it seems like you're, you're going down past and you're trying to find something that, that'll numb your heart or, or make you feel better I just notice it seems like you're trying to get to those parties on the weekends it seems like you're, you you know you're, you're trying things that you never tried before but it, I, I just see that you're hurting. I want to help and the best way I know to help this is the conversation I could Look, could the best way I know how to help is, is will you just come with me next Tuesday give Jesus a try because what he's done in my life has, has been incredible maybe it's just a it's a real conversation to get them here Not just this superficial, come come with me and let's do trick-or-treat, it's gonna be fun. It's a real conversation, getting down to their hearts because I know that your lives are hard and I know that there is very real hell in your lives that you experience. And Jesus wants to help with every bit of it. Every bit of it. So maybe the question is just like, I wonder... If Maybe Jesus can help. And that's it. Will you come with me on Tuesday? But we've got to care enough. We see him going down the road. And we can't just not say anything. We've got to say something. You close your eyes. Father God, let's just pray together. I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would bring to mind that person that is going down the road to hell that we want to say something to that person in our life that we love so much and we would never, ever wish hell on anyone but man, that person it would break my heart if they didn't know you before they left this place, God. And I pray, Lord, for that person right now that's in each one of our minds, God. I pray for an opportunity that you would give us an opportunity to talk to them, Father God. And maybe it's, hey, will you come hang out with me next Tuesday? Yeah, sure, let's hang out. Or maybe it's a real conversation where we're saying, hey, I want to help, and this is the best way I know how to help, and that's Jesus. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would just bring to mind those people, that you would bring about a best way for us to have those conversations. God, we pray for sports to be canceled or events to be canceled, God, for schedules to clear. Whatever needs to happen to get our friends here next week to hear the good news that you have that you have eternity in heaven that we do not have to spend eternity in hell that we don't even have to deal, live with the hell on earth that we can experience the good and perfect things that you have for us here on earth God I pray Lord that you would just bring those people here whatever it takes Father God that you would get those people our friends the people we love here next Tuesday Father God to hear about your good news Father We thank you so much for what you're going to do, and we love you so much, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.